the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, our worldwide audience. Good to have you on board, and thanks for tuning in to the Rescuers radio show. Uh, the show is heard every Thursday at Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com every Thursday at 5.30 p.m., and then it becomes a podcast into the stream. You can find all the shows of Rescuers at rescuersradioshow.org. And I have a great guest. Uh, guest. I'm so excited about this because of who he is and what he does is amazing. Uh, Kevin Chirilla, co-owner of K2 Adventure Travel and president of K2 Adventures Foundation. Hey, good morning. Thanks a lot for having me. Glad, you, glad to have you in the studio here. Uh, Kevin, let, let's begin uh, with your, your personal backstory. Give our audience a taste of uh, how you got to this point in your life. Yeah, you know, my story is probably like many other people's story. I grew up in a suburb of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I was born in 1968. My birthday was just a couple of days ago, so I'm 53. And, you know, my whole background was based around, you know, blue-collar, hardworking, you know, hard-nosed kind of you know, neighborhood, family, friends, and that's who we were. And, you know, my dad was a teamster trucker and, you know, I went to a a very competitive high school and uh, was involved with sports from the time I was a little kid and, you know, all the way through high school and college, you know, sports was a big part of my life. And, you know, I think that built the foundation for a lot of things that I've done throughout my entire life. And, you know, when you're involved with sports and competition, there's so many great things about that and the training and the preparation and, you know, all of those things that go into sports. And, you know, to have that be a backbone and a foundation of my life, along with hard work and, you know, my grandparents were immigrants and, you know, my mom's side of the family grew up on a large farm in Ohio. So that blue collar mentality was always a part of my life growing up. Yeah, I grew up in Akron, Ohio, rubber capital of the world at one time, right? Right, right. <laughs> Talk about blue, uh, blue collar. So that triangle of northeastern Ohio, Cleveland, Youngstown, and uh, and Pittsburgh is just beyond that border. Right. You know, and and then I went, my mom's side of the family was from Ohio, so very uh-huh. large farming family. I had a lot of cousins growing up on that side. And, nice. you know, being in the farm and working at the farm was just a part of growing up and a lot of fun over there. And you know, and then going on to uh, college in Cleveland, Ohio. So, yeah, like you said, that little <laughs> triangle of uh, Pittsburgh and Ohio. So there's no mountains in Ohio. No. <laughs> so where did you find your first mountain to climb? Yeah, you know, my story about mountain climbing was just one of those things. I went away to college, 
And after my freshman year, I just I had one of those years. You know, it's I think my freshman year in college was a big defining year of, of you know, who I became as a person because, you know, I had a lot of setbacks that year. And that summer between my freshman and sophomore year, I decided to go out to Oregon. And I had never been west of Ohio my entire life. So to fly all the way out to Oregon and, and spend the entire summer with my mom's brother, my uncle, who lived right at the base of Mount Hood, and I was exposed to the Cascades. And I was like, wow, I had Beautiful. no idea yeah. mountains like this existed in the United States. You know, you back then you didn't have a whole lot of resources to find out about, you know, things like that. So when I, you know, was able to you know, learn about the Cascades, learn about the Colorado Rockies and know what was out west. I was like, wow, there's a whole new world out yeah, here. Yeah. And and that summer um, I was asked to climb Mount Hood with my uncle's friend. He was ahead of the, the Mount Hood search and rescue team. And he said, hey, you're an athlete. You know, this is mountaineering. You know, mountaineering is the same as, as an athletic sport, you know, but, you know, the big difference now is – you know, one step could cost you your life. Mm -hmm. You know, teamwork is a little bit different because, you know, life and death is on the line. It's not just about wins and losses, right? So when I put that into perspective and climbed Mount Hood, and this is in the summer of 1988, I was like, wow, this is the ultimate in team sport. Not only do you have to be physically fit, you got to be mentally tough as nails, right? And then you have to try some skills that, yeah, you know, you're you're putting yourself at this risk level that – it's it's a game changer, right? Yeah, and it's and it's not, you know, you hear about game changing opportunities in sports all the time. It may happen once a game or something like that, but when you go mountaineering, it's sometimes every step, right? Wow. So that just kind of re-energized me, and I went back my sophomore year to college. I changed my major, and I just said, you know what, I'm looking at things a little bit different now, and that was just a big pivotal part of my life, you know. Yeah. So um, where did you go from there? Yeah, so after graduating from John Carroll University, which, you know, John Carroll is a is a great college, and it's, you know, they're a Jesuit school that, you know, they're, they're about service to others. So I did a lot of community service work while I was at John Carroll and did a lot of volunteering, and, and that really helped me get through, you know, the last few years there with, you know, a different outlook on how I want to give back. And then... After I graduated and moved out to Arizona in 1993, you know, I was a school teacher when I moved out here and I taught inner city kids at 12th Street and Indian School at Longview Elementary. And Wonderful. to meet those kids, and that was a kindergarten through sixth grade, and to be around these types of kids that, you know, didn't have a whole lot in their life, but they were really happy, right? Mm -hmm. And I was able to add a little you know, something in their life that they didn't have, you know, from a coaching standpoint, I was a PE teacher and, you know, I provided opportunities of adventure. I would take them up to Prescott and the Flagstaff and some of these kids had never left the city. So it was really awesome to do that. And then one of my best friends, uh, when I first moved out here was an incredible blind adventurer by the name of Eric Weinmayer. And Eric asked me to help him, you know, climb some of the greatest mountains around the world and do the seven summits. So, I I was had you know privileged to be able to climb with Eric and be sponsored by some incredible companies and to to go to these countries all over the world leading a blind person on adventures was a, a great calling I think and because what it what it happened from there was you know it brought opportunities for other people with disabilities to say hey you did this with Eric you know can you do something with us too you know yeah. 
So, you know, when you talk about, you know, having faith in somebody, you know, when you're kind of honored when someone comes to you and says, you know, hey, this has been a lifelong dream of mine to do an adventure, to do something incredible, but yet I have a disability and most people have told me all my life I can't Can't, do something. Can't, 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 yeah. Right. So, you know, that leads into, you know, my relationship with my business partner, Kristen, because when I met her, it was that same mentality. You know, we were not about making excuses as to why we can't do something for somebody. We find a solution to do it for them. And when I first met her, it was it was really funny because here I'm I'm putting together a team to go climb Mount Kilimanjaro that included eight blind people from the Foundation for Blind Children here in town. <laughs> and, you know, these were incredible people, age range from 13 to the to the mid 50s that were blind on this team. And when I was first introduced to Kristen, it was about fundraising and helping the cause. And then once I met her and realized what she was doing in the, the disability community and in the, in the nonprofit world, it, it, it was like, wow, you're doing some really amazing things. I'm doing the same kind of thing, but internationally, you know, would you like to join this team? I, I need another female guide, you know, and right away, you know, here's somebody who had never slept in a tent. <laughs> you know, never gone to the bathroom outside, you know, really had no concept of the outdoors. And right away she said, yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll guide Cindy. Wow. Right. Right. And and that was kind of like the pivotal changing point for both. So she, of us. Had an, she had an adventurous spirit then. An incredible adventurous yeah. spirit. And I had this adventurous spirit with wanting to give back. And here she was giving back through her, you know, her second nonprofit and what she was doing here in the community and I was like, wow, this is, I've always wanted to start a foundation. And, you know, so after she went with me on that trip and we had amazing success, our team broke four world records and we had all 25 people stand on the summit, including all eight blind people. And, you know, it made a huge difference for the foundation for blind children. And when we came back, I said, hey, you know, I always wanted to have a foundation with my travel company. And she said, you know what, I've always wanted to think about doing something internationally uh, <laughs> with my foundation. And I said, hey, let's let's put something together. Yeah. And that's truly how the two companies evolved. And 12 years ago, we started with this little concept of, you know, let's keep giving back to the disability community here in Phoenix with this amazing mission to help people with disabilities of all ages you know, whatever the cause may be. And, and also let's extend it to internationally where we travel and where we take people on these incredible adventures and give back to where those people and those cultures give so much to us. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that has evolved into us leading thousands of people on these adventures to Tanzania and to Peru and to Nepal and these incredible places where we say, hey, if you're going to travel with us, we're going to spend some time and we're going to give back to these communities. And and in Tanzania, we now have an orphanage with 11 little kids that we take care of. They're ages two to eight. And, you know, anybody that travels with us to climb Kilimanjaro to go on a safari, guess what you're going to (laughs) do? You're going to meet these 11 little kids and you're going to be a part of their lives and you're going to watch them grow like we are. And, you know, if you're a doctor or you're a nurse and you want to give back in the community, we have hospitals that people can work at and do surgeries and do, uh, you know, things that you don't really get an opportunity to do here in the United States. And, 
you know, those types of things that we're giving back to now and making bigger projects in Tanzania with a women's shelter. Um, we're building a 60-room women's shelter for young women that uh, have been raped or abused and are now are pregnant and are going to have birth. So what can we do to help them, yeah. you know, is give them prenatal care and, you know, postnatal care so they can give back to society when, you know, afterwards instead of being shunned by their communities. Awesome things. Um, if, you're, if you're just now joining the show, if you've come in a little late, um, my guest today is Kevin Chirilla co-owner of K2 Adventure Travel and president of K2 Adventures Foundation. Um, and, you know, you've been doing this mountaineering for over 30 years. Right. And uh, you mentioned records. Who keeps track? <laughs> there must be an association of mountaineering or what kind of records were you talking about? Height, elevation, fastness up and down. What is that? Well, you know, at the time when when I mentioned that specific team with the eight blind people, yeah. first of all, eight was the number, you know, the highest amount of blind people in one oh, day, or the most okay. amount of blind people, right? Okay. And who keeps track of this? It's kind of like just in the in the community. There's no world records or whatever. But you know what? When you when I was a part of Eric's team, you know, we did at the time. You know, he was the first blind person to summit Mount Everest. We had the oldest person at the time, Sherm Bull, who was sixty three. We had the first father and son, which was Sherman, his son, Brad. Uh, Michael Brown took the first HD camera. So it's kind of like these, they're kind of like funny, quirky things that people talk about. But, you know, with the blind group, not only we had the first uh, eight blind people in one team, we had the youngest blind person, Max Ashton was, he was 13 at the time. So everybody that we've taken that's had a disability, they have a great story. And, you know, when you're able to, to have somebody fulfill a lifelong dream, uh, to do something big or bigger than what most people thought they ever could do, that's that's so rewarding. Yeah. You know, that's why we do it. Well, and on that climb that you're talking about uh, in Kalamajoro, um, you brought back $200,000, right, for the blind here in Arizona. Yeah, so after, you know, when, when climbs like that happen, when people look at and say, wow, look at the – Look at the strength and the energy and the ambition and whatever else, you know, you could talk about somebody who's blind climbing, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro. Here was the foundation for blind children that was they were able to share their story with the world. It went worldwide as a story and they were able to raise a quarter of a million dollars in donations afterwards saying, wow, look at what they did. You know, I want to support this organization, you know, and now it's kind of like that's what K2 Adventures Foundation is all about. You know, we we take people on these incredible adventures and and people see what we do with our foundation and they get involved and they want to give back more. And that's how our two companies work. We have K2 Adventure Travel, which is our adventure company. You want to go and do these things. Fine. That's great. But we're going to give back a little bit. And that's where the donations go to the foundation. So you also uh, invite groups of, of, of paralyzed or even lost limbs. Yeah. So for today's Veterans Day. So happy Veterans Day to everybody. And, you know, for three years, K2 Adventure Travel led a veterans summit of Mount Kilimanjaro. So we have led people with loss of limb, PTSD, blindness, whatever it may be. We've led people. People are paraplegics, Mm. uh, you know, from, you know, uh, injury during wartime. So, you know, we get asked to do a lot of different things. And, you know, we take a lot of pride in what we do. And, you know, we just met a group of veterans 
from North Carolina just last week that are now going to be involved with K2 Adventures Foundation. And, oh, that's great. Yeah, and, we, and, and Shields and Stripes is their organization. And what we try to do as a foundation is create win-wins. Yeah. You know, that's what we do. We support so many foundations, and those foundations support us in return, right? Yep. You know, it's yep. that's how we want to be involved. We, we never want to compete with anybody, you know, we're, we're not that organization. We're, we, our mission statement truly is to help people with disabilities across the board. And we have some incredible local programs that we do that involve kids, a lot of kids from Hope Kids, a lot of kids from Phoenix Children's Foundation or Phoenix Children's Hospital yeah. that get involved with us. And we put on these events, K2 Hoops, which they get to play basketball, K2 Gymnastics. They get the, you know, so these kids with disabilities get to be around kids that are like them. They're not being judged at all. Yeah. You know, we have K2 kitchens. They can get in and cook and bake with their families, you know. <laughs> That's great. That's a, yeah, it's a lot yeah. of fun. So we have yeah. we have K2 um, uh, at the bat, which is we use uh, the Miracle League baseball field, which is set up for kids with disabilities. What an what a incredible opportunity for a father or a mother and, and their son or daughter to play ball for, you know, an afternoon. Because you can push a wheelchair around it, and you can have fun, and there's a loudspeaker, and the kids get announced, right? It's like a real game. So these are things that we put on for our local community, and if we also give awards. And if people come to us and they say, hey, you know what? This $3,000 wheelchair is not in our budget, and you know we could really appreciate your support. People can apply for awards, and we have a committee that evaluates the, the applications, and we grant awards. That's part of our biggest program. And, and right now, we, we take pride in the fact that our organization, uh, last year we raised $1.5 million, and we gave 85 to $0.90 cents back on the dollar. Oh, and we great. take a lot of pride in that. Yeah. And, you know, when we're able to do that and give back to our community, like, for example, when COVID hit and, and people really struggled with work and, yeah. and being able to even buy groceries, we started a program called uh, K2 uh, Food for Families. And that program alone raised almost $200,000 for us to give back to thousands of families that were in need of food. Amazing. Right. So those are the yeah. things that we do here locally. You know, we do things internationally, but that's a very small thing of what we do. Yeah. You know, you know, 70% of our money, 65 to 70% right of our money stays right here in Phoenix. So you do some programs outside of Arizona then too. Correct. Yeah. Okay. You know, like the other countries I was telling you about, yeah. we, we have a orphanage sure. in Tanzania. We've built schools in Nepal. You know, these kids in these, you know, remote areas of the Kumbu Valley, a little bit of resources to build a schoolhouse for them to have Wi-Fi or to be connected to other people around the world goes a long way for yep. them. Big deal. So for yep. us as a foundation to be able to build these pilot schools in the Kumbu to help support these kids, a lot of them, they're kids of our, our Sherpa that, that, that we climb with over there. It's so beneficial for them. Instead of having their kids be educated in Kathmandu or away from the family, they can do it now in their local community. So that's how we give back there. And and in, in Peru, when we go and take people to the ruins of Machu Picchu and travel Picchu and travel around Peru, they have to get involved. And we've we've done things where we've built stoves, we've built uh, water projects, we've done so many different things in Peru to help these communities. And if, especially with food, last year, you know, when yeah. COVID hit them, yeah. you know, we were able to provide you know food for several hundred families that fed them for several months. So nice. that's how we give back there. Yeah. Well, um, 
back to mountaineering for just a moment. You personally have summited five of the most famous ones in the world. What are they? Yeah, so, you know, there's the famous seven summits. It's the highest peak on each of the seven continents. So, sure, of course. <laughs> right. So the two that I haven't done yet uh, are Denali in North America and Vincent Massif in Antarctica. So hopefully someday I'll get an opportunity to do that. I'm not a bucket list guy, so um, I don't really look at things that way. But, you know, obviously uh, my my pride of uh, my mountaineering career is is reaching the summit of Mount Everest. So. Yeah. And I've done Kilimanjaro 43 times, which is the highest peak in, in Africa. Um, you know, Mount Elbrus is the highest peak in Russia. Uh, we have an incredible trip going there this coming August. You know, Russia is now open for tourism, and wow. and we're we're really excited. That's our, our next new trip that we put on the books, and uh, we'll be climbing Mount Elbrus again. And, um, you know, Kosciuszko in Australia uh, that's been a great peak because I've led a couple of, of incredible disabled people up Mount Kosciuszko in Australia. It's not a very high peak, a little over 7,000 feet, but, you know, it's a place for someone who, uh, you know, is is new to the adventure world in a different way. Um, a couple of years ago, I led a gentleman by the name of Kainoa Spencer uh, to the summit of Kosciuszko in you know, he pedaled with an arm bike the whole way to the summit oh my and, gosh. and then put, you know, his prosthetic legs on because he lost his, his legs and, and his hands and um, in an incident. And, you know, so he pedaled uh, a bike that we created for him to, to be able to go to the top and put his le- prosthetic legs on and walk to the summit. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then a few years prior to that, a gentleman by the name of Kyle Maynard, who's on our board of directors, uh, Kyle's a famous quad uh, quadru- uh, amputee a quad amputee uh, he was born that way he has very short arms very short legs but was an incredible athlete growing up played football was a wrestler was a wrestler in high school and college and you know when we were introduced to Kyle you know we had never met a person like him before but here was a kid who was just he was in his early 20s and he had just had an ambition to climb mountains and we took him up Kilimanjaro, we took him up Aconcagua in South America, and then Kosciuszko in Australia. So, you know, here's a gentleman who's a quad congenital amputee, and we found a way to build prosthetics for his arms and his legs, and he bear crawled basically up the mountain. Oh, my gosh. So here, Kristen and I created a a solution for him to be able to do that. When we first met him, people told him no all of his life, or they told him to try it this way, and And it wasn't what he wanted to do. And it was uh, through a friend of ours who introduced us to Kyle who said, you know, here's a guy who's incredible. He just needs a little assistance and, you know, a lot of patience and, you know, directive of how he can do these things. And that's what we did. We spent five or six years working with Kyle and, and accomplishing these mountains and having a lot of fun along the way. And, you know, Kyle was, you know, he, he won an ESPY award from ESPN because of oh, his wow. climb of Kilimanjaro. So when you talk about a record, yeah. you know, that's pretty impressive. That's, that's very impressive. Right. And then when we climbed Aconcagua in South America, Nike picked us up for a commercial that aired during the Olympics. So here, you know, <laughs> Kyle and I and our buddy Joey were was in this Nike commercial that aired during the Olympics. So, mm. again, what an honor because of, yeah. you know, mountaineering. So rim to rim at Grand Canyon must mean nothing to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? We love but rim. I saw that you do that. Yeah, we love rim to rim in Grand Canyon. You know, it's our biggest challenge. We tell people, 
you know what? You're not going very high on this thing, but you're going really low and you're going really long. So in the end, you have to climb out. So, yes, the Rim to Rim is one of our favorite trips, and uh, we really enjoy that. And, you know, we have a give back component of, of that as well. And um, so when people get involved with the Grand Canyon hike, it's it's something cultural. You know, we have this one of the seven natural wonders of the world in our backyard. And yeah. we get people that come here from all around the world and to go on that adventure. And guess what? They get involved with the foundation again. So it's nice. that's that's the win-win with being yeah. able to, to share the Grand Canyon with people. Yeah, you must have done that many times, though. A little over 20 <laughs> now, yeah. Yep. Still so, my favorite place to go on the planet. Have you ever done it within 24 hours? I've done the rim, the rim, the rim in 24 hours. I know some hours, guys yeah. that have done that. <laughs> yeah. And actually, Eric and I, uh, Eric and I have done that twice as a blind person. So imagine, you know, a sighted person leading a blind person 45 miles across the canyon. So, yeah, we've done that one twice. So we're we're almost out of time, unfortunately. But I, I I'm I'm the guy that walks down a quarter of a mile on Bright Angel, and then I have to go back. <laughs> yeah. So, well, at least you know when to turn around. There's yeah. a lot of people that don't know. Yeah, it's a water spigot right now. I know where that is. Yeah, exactly. I go backwards. There you go. So, uh, how can how can interested listeners of uh, the Rescuer Show get in touch with K two Adventure Travel uh, as well as the foundation? Yeah, you know, we, we always appreciate, especially for the foundation donations, and you can go to k2adventures.org uh, and donate and see what we do. Call us, contact us, get involved, stop by our office. We love to meet new people. We love to get people involved. It is a life-changing thing if you do get involved with us. Our travel company is uh, k2adventuretravel.com, and you can see all the destinations of where we go and our dates for 2022. All right, Kevin Chirilla co-owner of K2 Adventure Travel and president of K2 Adventures Foundation. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. You are a rescuer. Thank you, Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.